Thanks for downloading this IMSA radio podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be broadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by visiting imsaradio.com or search for IMSA radio wherever they get their podcasts. Nick Dearman can give us a quick update uh, from his end of pit lane. Yeah, it's been quite busy. The P2's obviously coming in. The, uh, the, the, the dance of the limited pit lane uh, happening with the 11 and the 35 with the two TDS uh, entries. The 11 came in first, so the 35 had to come in an angle because it's pitting further towards pit out. They sat that on the dolly jack to get it straight, but then, of course, the 11 couldn't leave. So it has to be said that the pit boxes are actually too small, so I'm not sure pit lane longer for Daytona but they are too small these cars can't avoid to the we've also had the uh the Iron Dames in for a full service uh we had the uh Lamborghini the NT Lamborghini that caused the uh, the yellow flag a while ago that came in as well it was remarkably undamaged having on straight on at turn one and a plethora of P2s not all of whom I could see because some of them are a very long way away Alex Quinn fresh out of the PR1 Matheson wins machine in LMP2. Welcome to IMSA. That was initiation by fire for your opening stint, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. I mean, it all went to plan, really, apart from one moment when I had, I think, two or three GTs spin in front of me. We had to take a void in action. I was like, well, if there's one way to welcome me to sports car racing, that's the way. So um, certainly opened my eyes, but I think the pace is okay. Um, We'll keep working, there's a long way to go. So, yeah, it was uh, once I got into the rhythm, I was feeling more confident, and the car feels good so far. So, do you get much of a break now before you have to get back in? Uh, yeah, I think I got a couple hours. Um, ben done a great job in his first stint. Um, so, yeah, I'll jump back in. Hopefully, we'll still be up there and um, try and do the best I can. So if this is your initiation into sports car racing, does that mean tonight's going to be your initiation to night racing? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've done a couple testing at the uh, Raw and then earlier in the week, but I enjoyed it in the night. We were quick again, so hopefully we can keep it up. Good luck the rest of the way. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> what an initiation into sports car. So uh, you fancy doing a multi-class sports car racing, yeah? Done it before? No. Okay. Uh, it's the Daytona, the Rolex Daytona 24. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> uh, welcome to the fifth floor, to Peter Mackay. How are you, sir? I'm very well, John. Uh, been absolutely gripped to this fantastic motor race so far after three hours uh, of running. And uh, I think, what, you know, obviously it's a shame to see the BMW M Hybrid V8 uh, have to, to go behind the wall for for a little while but they're back running again but all, all things being uh, all things being equal some great racing at the front particularly excuse me with the particularly with the uh, the gtps which is great uh, a bit earlier on uh, you uh, having a word with hurley Harewood, big <laughs> big uh, uh, anniversary for for hurley and porsche 50 years since that magnificent win for him yeah. And I bet he remembers it as if it was yesterday and could oh. tell you every lap of every race and every gear change. Oh, the recall is incredible. No, it, that was a real privilege to sit and, and have a conversation with Hurley in the uh, Porsche house. And uh, his co-driver, Peter Gregg, um, of course, sadly no longer with us, but his son uh, actually drove their winning car this morning in the historic parade, which was quite, quite an emotional moment, it must be said. Uh, um, so, no, that was a real privilege to, to see that. And great to, to see him here, still part of the 
the Porsche family in still here. And but I tell you what, when it came to ten minutes before the start of the race, he was made sure he was absolutely at the front of the uh, front of the queue to get a good view of the uh, the the uh, the action. It's the uh, Corvette number three is into pit lane from the lead of GTD Pro because number 96 Turner BMW. Uh, that is the GTD car, uh, number 96, driven by Patrick Gallagher, who stopped at the Western Horseshoe, just on the left-hand side of the entry to the Western Horseshoe, and that car is, doesn't appear to be going anywhere, and we have a full-course yellow for that. See, look, we were doing really nicely, Peter, before you uh, turned up. Is this up. my fault, is it? It is. Uh, okay, Hasht sorry, folks. PMAC. Sorry, folks. Turns up, and we get our... <laughs> so third, Jeremy, or fourth? Third. Third. Thank you. A uh, couple of cars anticipating that Shea Adam uh, down in the pit lane. Yeah, Corvette nailing that stop. Looked like they did a data stick change. It's too soon for that. That has to be done between hour five and seven of the race. Um, for the first one, at least. And then there's uh, three more instances. But also making it into the pit lane. The heart of racing, the number 27. I That definitely was a driver change. There was a gold-ish helmet going in. So I'm going to guess it was Roman DeAngelis taking over the car. Those were the two cars down on my end who made it in before the yellow lights came on. Oh, and by the way, Jordan Taylor, thank you for that wonderful burnout leaving the pit lane. That was a nice smoky exit. Burnouts are uh, discouraged in uh, in some form of sports car racing. Um, however, they I think they're mandatory for everything bar the GTPs here in IMSA, and long may that be uh, be the case. It is uh, one of the things that I really en enjoy about that. Uh, Liquid Molly 96 BMW is uh, looking like it's it's had a bit of oil coming out of its uh, side exhaust the side of that car looking a bit grimy the, the exhaust is quite it's, forward it, it has been has been like that for most of the race uh it, it, we saw that last year on that bmw when it debuted so it's maybe just a feature of it um but yeah something not right there for patrick gallagher uh losing power pulling it up and yeah just waiting on some assistance at the moment but that's a, a real shame for the for the turner team such a powerhouse in uh the imta weathertech sports car championship they have two cars in the field this year one in the gtd class which is this car the 96 and one in the gtd pro for daytona um with a full factory uh top pro lineup in in there at the moment uh, the other car the <coughs> Is uh, dude was oh, been a little bit, little bit down the, the order eighth in GTD Pro at the moment. So not not the best of days for Turner so far. So the uh, AMR safety crew uh, giving the 96 Turner BMW some assistance, taking it back off the circuit as well. So hopefully we won't be under too yellow flag for too long. Uh, let's go to Nick Damon in the pit lane. Yeah, just having a bit of a, a look to my left, and there was the 79 uh, WeatherTech Mercedes-Benz. That had come in uh, under a closed pit lane, so it must have come in for a bit of an emergency service. Um, you know, you were talking about, you were nervous, so for emergency service, five, five, litres of, five seconds of fuel, you can come back round again. Um, you know, you talk about the marvellous black lines. They can be overdone. I'm, I'm currently outside of the TDS pit, the, the 11, the 35, and there's about now about four mil of just rubber on the middle of the middle of the uh, the exit part of the pit box. So much so that when I came up here a while ago, they were actually trying to clean some of it off with brake fluid. They got so much <laughs> of the stuff. So you know you can have too hey, much. Hey, but that's precision. Thing. I mean, if you're going to put down the 11s, then 
you know, that's precision if you've done two or three pit stops and it's just the two yeah. lines. Right now, it looks like the, um, the, 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 uh, the art of a three-year-old you have to put in the fridge. You've got no choice. And that's you, Mummy and Daddy. <laughs> Thank you, Nick. Nick Damon down in the pit lane. Johnny Palmer keeping an eye on what's going on. We'll hear from him and Bruce uh, between 2 a.m. and 6 a.m. Eastern. Rooftop rear on duty then as well. That's uh, Night Owl's night shift powered by Sacred Coffee. And he reckons the uh, Cadillac 01, the Acura 10, the number six Porsche and the number 31 Cadillac were all due mm. for a stop as the yellow came out. So we've got to do the pass around, which is happening now. The Renger van der Zander is 55 minutes into his stint, as was Louis Delatraz in the number 10 Konica Minolta Acura 01 uh, Cadillac for Renger van der Zander. Uh, 55 minutes for Mathieu Jamini in the number 6 uh, Penske Porsche, likewise Jack Aitken. So Johnny, uh, Johnny Palmer, unsurprisingly, is absolutely spot on right on the stint length for the uh, GTP field. Colin Brown's the one who's... Uh, been, been out for the kind of lowest amount along with uh, Richard Westbrook in the 02 Cadillac racing car as well. Yeah, so They all pitted uh, under yellow. Yes. So they did uh, a couple of, couple or three or even four laps of yellow uh, and then counted it, and then in then that 15 Ah, OK, yeah. So, ah, so they were maybe just a wee bit earlier than Jeremy, you think? What? For their pit stop. Yeah, right, yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's about right. Yeah, yeah, yeah nice, it, nicely certainly. timed yellow. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe send some send some tacos down to Turner Motorsport as a thank you for the nicely timed let yellow. <laughs> they have not had the best weekend, uh, have they? They no, had a very no. un-Turner uh, race yesterday for the BMW um, endurance event, the uh, the four-hour race for Mission and Pilot Challenge. Uh, at one stage, both of their cars were given uh, a pit lane uh, penalty because one of them, one of the crews, left out equipment and the other one ran over it. And that's not normal for Will Turner's team. So uh, maybe they're getting all of their foobars out of the way the start of the season. Uh, um, hearing from spectators over at the far side that uh, that number 96 Turner car driver has stayed in the car who was it that was in that car Patrick was it? Gallagher. it was Patrick Gallagher was it okay he's he's trying to fire it but there's just a faint clicking noise there's still electric power to it because the number panel is still illuminating the light is still on thanks to Jake Parrott who's been our eyes and ears uh, around a number of parts of the circuit listening in on 107.9 FM of course around the track and if you are uh, staying close by you've got your RV here and you're gonna peel away for some stage uh, stick your FM radio earpiece in and you can hear what's going on. I'm reliably informed that you can hear it uh, quite a wee way away. Certainly enough to go over to one Daytona and grab uh, something to eat. All right, stand by your beds down in the pits, or at least stand by your wheel guns. Share Adam, to you first as we have the leader, the yellow-fronted Cadillac comes to you for service. With all the other GTP cars, we've got the Meyer Shank Racing Acura hitting its marks first, fuel and... No, yeah, no tires going on the Meyerschenk Racing Acura. We've got tires for the wheel and Cadillac, though. Both of the Porsches are in. The number six is getting tires. The number seven is not. 
Seven overshot its box by quite a bit, actually. It's needing to be pulled back. Driver change for the 24 BMW. That was Augusta Farfas getting out. Marco Wittman, I believe, that was with the all-black helmet, getting aboard that one. We also have the driver's side door open for the 31 Whalen Engineering Cadillac. I did not see a driver change going on there, so I'm wondering if maybe that's a water bottle. But keep an eye on the name just in case as they leave the pits. New tires for the Cadillac. Still waiting on any one of these cars to be able to leave. First one to leave is the MSR Acura. That's the pink one. They're pulling back the six so that it can leave because the seven was still in its box of Porsche blocking Porsche. But the number six managing to get out second. Then we have the number 10 for uh, WTR and Ready. And then all the rest of them. The last one off the lane will be the number seven Porsche, the one that overshot its box. It, I, it did overshoot its box and it had to actually because there was no choice. It couldn't get turned in any tighter. It was almost a full pit box too far. The 0-1 Cadillac also had an issue because they couldn't clear the 0-2 car and they had to get pulled back. The Porsche number six had to get pulled back as well. So that that is not perfect through that. And that's cost the Porsche number six a position actually, Shea. That went out in, uh, it was rolling um, it should have probably got out second in the line, but it, uh, with that pullback, it, it had to drop in behind, I think it was the Koninka Minolta Acura that got around it. So I think it'll be third in the line. Nick Dearman, what was going on at your end? Well, we had the, the entirety of the P3 field come in, and that's the entirety of the P3, P3 field losing. The key thing really is we didn't get many takers in the P2s. they just come in. So he did not see uh, the leading P2s come in or didn't go past me. In fact, I think I only really saw, um, I think the 18 did come in and then the 8s come in, but that's the recovering tower car. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, it, was, it was a P3 fest, um, but not P2. Notice that the uh, Wayne Taylor racing with Andretti Autosport, Konica Minolta Acura, did take tyres, unlike some of its uh, GTP counterparts there. So watch out for that number 10 Conica Minolta Acura of Louis Delatraz to uh, to be pretty racy uh, as the stint progresses. Maybe not immediately because you'll maybe have a little bit less temperature in compared to those who kept their existing cosy tyres on. But Colin Brown at the lead of the motor race after uh, those pit stops. I tell you what, John, it's fantastic to see Colin Brown getting this opportunity. Totally He's agree. had so much success. Uh, him and John Bennett have just been such a dynamic duo. Um, but we've always always known just how fast uh, Colin is, and this is just the opportunity he needs to show and uh, what exactly what he's uh, made of. Exceptional loyalty shown by John Bennett oh, yeah. to Colin and Colin to John Bennett like, yeah. to the point where when Colin got the opportunity, John said, do you know what? I'm not sure I want to race with anybody else, which I thought was wow. was really interesting. Uh, here come the GTD shit. Adam, you've got a couple of the top runners with you, first of all. Part of Racing is doing a pit stop change for the number 23, and Alex Riveris is jumping aboard, so that is one driver change. We've got Mike Conway. Yes, that Mike Conway, world champion, jumping aboard the number 14 Lexus. Fuel and tires for both of these cars. Fuel and tires as well for the WeatherTech Racing Mercedes that came down and received emergency service, and it is now Jules Gagnon aboard them. 70 Inception McLaren, that's his friend and Uribe getting out. Oli Milroy getting in after playing with a tennis ball for half an hour to get his reactions up. Cover two nights. The 42 uh, NT Lab, comes in again. That was in quite recently. They decided to top out in doing so. They've kind of semi blocked the uh, McLaren, which is going to be very unpopular. Uh, beyond that, we have uh, the, uh, I can see an Aston Martin. I missed the numbers have gone through, but there's a, yeah, a good take on the 57 Wimbledon's game. We've got the 32 team. 
Korkov, uh, say, say, two of the Mercs, the harder races of the 23 as they all now move. We also did get the, uh, the number one, the Paul Miller Racing uh, BMW M4. Daniel Morad on board the number 57 windward uh, Mercedes, a, a late end, a late addition to the team, of course, after uh, Lucas Auer's unfortunate uh, accident uh, a couple of days ago. It's good to see that Lucas has had a successful surgery and uh, hopefully we'll make a, a speedy recovery. We wish him all the best, but great opportunity for, uh, for Daniel, of course, former winner in the GTD category, don't forget, five years ago with Allegra Porsche. Um, so great to see him, but he's become more closely affiliated with the Mercedes-AMG brand over the last uh, couple of years, and quite a bit of that's been driven by uh, Daniel's virtual, mo virtual motorsport. He's a, a Mercedes uh, simulator driver uh, as well, and that's kind of brought him into the cockpit uh, in the outdoor world as, as well, which is which is great to uh, see. I have to say, I've got to get used to this Mike Conway's helmet inside a, a GT car. This is just bizarre, actually. You get so used to a driver being in a certain environment, and... Mike's been with Toyota for a long time well, in, in their prototypes. It's still a Toyota brand, isn't it? Uh, of course it is, absolutely. It's, uh, it's, it means he hasn't had to get a new helmet uh, painted up for the uh, just a change of visor strip. Um, but, but then you always find when drivers come from to one style of racing, one style of car, excuse me, to one that they're not familiar with, it doesn't take them very long to get used to it. Get, give it, give it a, a little bit of mileage and, and, and they're right there. You, you just see that good drivers are good drivers. Jeremy, uh, we did get an emergency stop. I think we uh, we briefly mentioned it. It was the 14 Lexus? Yeah, which was running uh, in the second place right behind the Corvette uh, uh, in uh, GTD. Uh, so I think that... GTD Pro, excuse me. I think that car made an, uh, would have made an extra stop then because it, it needed yes. service. The number three Corvette, however, that was leading the class, that came, didn't it, I think right before the caution came out. Uh, yes, that's correct. There was another emergency stop as well, uh, which was the number 79, I think, Shears just said in my ear. That was the WeatherTech Racing Mercedes as well. Thank you, Shear, for reminding me about that. Uh, I had sort of put that to one side to try and remember to say, and then I got distracted. Odd of that. Uh, so back to the front then after their tail change and uh, that uh, precautionary change of the tail after a, what looked to have been a brush on the wall for the accurate ERS 06. I wonder if that was when Colin went onto the high side uh, and made that massive move uh, earlier on. And just brushed the uh, the right-hand wing end plate uh, on that, uh, that number 60 car. So a tail change uh, and a couple of pit stops ago, which dropped them down because they did two pit stops in quick... Uh, succession their pit lane team are absolutely on fire tonight for MSR and they've got Colin Brown back into the lead as we are under full caution here behind the safety car 20 hours 39 minutes exactly to go What's interesting is in the medium centre earlier they had a, a press conference with all of the GTP team principals and 
you sit there, <laughs> Roger Penske, Chip Ganassi, Bobby Ray, Hal, Michael Andretti, Wayne Taylor, etc. And Mike Shank, bear in mind, he won this race last year, won the Indy 500 in 2021. And he, he's so modest. He said, I just can't believe I'm sitting here. The fact that I'm sitting here is like an out-of-body experience sitting with uh, Bobby Ray, Hal and Roger Penske, etc. And he, 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 he needn't feel that way because he's, he's <laughs> he is here on merit and they've really shown some fantastic pace with that team. And as you say, the... Uh, the pit crew have been magic for, for MSR so far in this race. Uh, Jeremy. Uh, seventh lead change then with uh, Colin Brown now taking over at the front. Uh, quite a shuffle of positions there. They came into the pits in the order 0, 1, 60, 10, 6, 31, 7, 0, 2 and 24. Number 60 car then leapt up one position into first number six car up two positions into second number 10 car remained in third position number zero two car went from seventh to fourth number 31 car remained in fifth place number 01 car however fell from first all the way down to sixth uh, and then uh, behind that the uh, bmw kind of 24 made up a position at the expense of the number seven porsche so uh, the loser there was uh, the zero one car. Scott Dixon is now at the wheel of that car, taken over from Renko van der Zander, who took over from uh, Sebastian Bourdais, who started that car. Is is uh, is this Scott's? This is a big number for Scott. Is it his tenth successive race or something like that? Did I read earlier on the day? Have I made that up? Might even be more than that actually. Um, successive race. Uh, I can look that one up. He's, he, this, this is uh, Scott Dixon's um, 20th, 20th race. 20th race, yes. I knew it was a, that was a big number. Joe Bradley uh, down in the pit lane before we go back to green. Time for a quick driver interview. Who have you got, Joe? Yeah, the number 16, right Motorsports Porsche has just uh, come in. Zach, Zachary Rubichon has just gone out. Zach, how was that stint? Um, you Porsche guys have had to come into this race with a different mindset, I think. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, right now, every year at the 24, the first 18 hours is about making smart decisions. And this year, it's even more important because, uh, you know, we just we just want to make it to the end. And we want to make it there with a, a car that's intact that for whatever may happen before then and, and until then that we, we have a car at the end. And I think that's the best way for us to get a result. So, you know, these restarts can get pretty hectic out there. So it's about making the right decisions and, and making it to the end. Any issues there? You mentioned your drinks bottle. Describe that one, will you? Yeah, I, my little chew thing fell off, so I was leaking all over me. I was like, at first I thought I was sweating a lot, and then I realized what was going on. Uh, that's that's uh, yeah, I mean, as if the job's not hard enough. Is that distracting? Uh, it is at Daytona because you got so much time to think about stuff on the banking. Normally, you wouldn't even realize, but here you're kind of just twiddling your thumbs, going through the banking, and you're sort of thinking, what is what is that going on there? But uh, once once you're in the infield, it's it's no problem at all. Thanks, mate. I'll let you dry off. Thank you, Zach. So uh, we should be looking at the the last of the cars getting uh, the wave around. The number 91, Kelly Moss with Riley Porsche. That's uh, Julian Andlauer uh, at the wheel of that car again. One of Porsche's top young drivers just hurrying to get back to the end of uh, the line before we go back green again. Also the uh, FAF uh, Motorsport Four. Porsche, the red and black 
plaid machine. Last year's GTD Pro Champions and GTD Champions from the year before with Zach Robichon and Lawrence Van Tour. Zach, we just heard from there with the interview with uh, with Joe. And he hasn't been there weekend, um, but it's a long, long race and there's very, very good at executing strategy. And as, as uh, I think also the right motorsport crew, as Zach mentioned there too, really know how to uh, how to make the absolute most out of a 24-hour race as well. Pace car lights are off. Oh, are they? Yes, they are. So Pace car is in, about to go back green, John. Safety car comes into the pit. We have four different safety cars representing the four GTP manufacturers. There were four wide coming to the start of the race, which was uh, rather impressive on its own. Bit of weaving uh, around from the leader there, Colin Brown, trying to break the tour, coming on the tri-oval with Matthew Jaminet. Dives down into the first corner. There's a decent gap there. Second of the Porsches going really deep into turn one. And Matt Campbell's gone by at least one car. Caught Michael Fitman rather unawares there as Campbell comes through. Big lot up. One car further ahead. That was the 31 Alex Sims driven. Alexander Sims driven wheel and engineering Cadillac. That was into turn three, the International Horseshoe. Saw so things getting pretty feisty very, very early on. And clearly, Matt Campbell feeling the opportunity to make up some positions while everybody is lying astern after the restart. Running the red light at the pick exit has been spotted and that will be high-class racing coming back in the pit lane and standing still for a full minute. That is a really painful uh, penalty there for high-class racing at the moment. They're sitting uh, ninth in class with Ed Jones at the wheel a few a few laps uh, behind uh, Era Motorsports showing as leading in LMP2 a lap ahead of everybody as a change for the was that a change for the lead yes, yes it uh, was yes it was with a yes, Porsche it was. Look, Porsche Porsche's coming off for the a second for a second uh, Braun he's uh, Colin Brown's gone <laughs> he's checked out uh, ah, this right. is a battle for second position between Jaminet so and Delatraz. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. in the in the uh, so Porsche versus Acura on the high banks and Colin Brown. He's he's checking out. He's like, see you later, guys. Side by wow. side with the number ten Conning and car and the red and white striped number six as they go down into turn one now and turn in. Still side by side and still with the Alexander Sims driven number thirty one. Cadillac behind them, so Jaminet must have lost second place and then regained it going into turn seven. WeatherTech car is going to be back in as well for a drive through that was spinning the wheels whilst off the ground. I tell you who else is pretty feisty as well, and that's Matt Campbell looking at two Cadillacs, three Cadillacs ahead of him Scott Dixon, Richard Westbrook, and Alexander Sims all ahead of him now. And it, there's been a change there as Scott Dixon's gone ahead of Richard Westbrook and now Richard Westbrook coming under pressure from Matt Campbell and that is the battle for fifth sixth and seventh position looks like Scott Dixon now is setting about the 31 Alexander Sims wheel and Cadillac as they're already starting to catch cars that weren't right on the back of the safety car train when we went back to green flag absolutely no doubt about this that that number 60 Acura in clear air in particular gentlemen is quick yeah. we saw it with um, 
Tom Blomqvist earlier on, and Peter was seeing it again with Colin Brown, able to seemingly pull away, particularly from restarts. Absolutely, restarts is, is the thing when, on the, when the tyres are not quite at their absolute maximum, uh, or the absolute optimum, excuse me, temperature and pressure, uh, whether it be Colin Brown or uh, Tom Blomqvist, they're really mastering these restarts. And I tell you what, when we come into the crucial final couple of hours tomorrow, uh, late morning, early afternoon, that's going to be such a vital attribute to have uh, in their locker. Don't forget, they've got Simon Pagano and Elio Castroneves sitting, waiting to come into that car as well. So the depth they have in their driver lineup as well. They're in a really good position right now, number 60, yeah. Marshank Racing Acura. Uh, uh, Elio and Simon told me they had a really complex jigsaw to finish before they wanted to get into the, uh, <laughs> into the car. It's not true, by the way. Uh, potential gearbox issue for the Liquid Molly Turner BMW that uh, has been towed away, actually, from Turn 5 down at the west end of the infield. It's on its way back to the pit lane. So Brown having cleared off to around about two seconds ahead of the field from Chamonix in second, then Delatraz. Alexander Sims still holding on in third position. Um, Jeremy, you were spot on. You thought the uh, number 18 car had uh, been a little uh, ambitious on the wave by and in fact uh, it has so that now that'll be a very punitive penalty oh, won't it, because motorsport. It, yeah it, we, I did think it was bizarre that they'd gone a lap ahead of everybody John but uh, yeah improper final wave by procedure carotene in motorsport Dwight Merriman is the car owner uh, in, in on board at the moment. He's been able to get quite a bit of his driving time out the way. Ryan DL took a single stint uh, earlier on, but uh, Dwight just uh, taking that away. But stop plus three minutes 20, that's at least two laps he's yeah. going to lose, maybe even three, depending on how it falls. It, it's always a, um, a function of the, the lap time. Let's go to GTD, check out what's happening there. Roman De Angelis leads for Heart of racing in the 27 cars team car the number 23 the pro car alex river uh, riberas is having a look around the outside of one car and now diving down to the inside of another that's the number 57 daniel morad driven machine that is the gtd third position car so at the moment heart are racing first and second in two different classes in gt Daytona. It, what uh, what a fight back from the number 57 oh. windward Mercedes crew they had to start very near the back because they, they brought a new they had a, a big a big accident earlier in the week they had to fly they had to fly their mechanics back to Texas load the spare car into the truck drive it here and they had it ready to go middle of the next afternoon and the fact that they started near the back of the pack they at the moment are fourth of all the GTD cars, third in the GTD class. Uh, Daniel Mora doing a top job at the moment at the wheel of that car as well. It's got a slightly different livery on it. It was white, blue and red. It's now black, blue and red. I think that's due that they uh, happened to get it stickered up. The car, of course, and it's, uh, um, should we say, closer to what it comes from the factory uh, like as well. Richard Westbrook, that restart hasn't quite gone to plan for, for, for Westy in the 0-2, just dropped back to a couple of positions. Uh, he's in uh, seventh uh, overall at the moment behind Matt Campbell and Scott Dixon, but the JTP absolutely on top of each other. All of the cars 
uh, that haven't had, apart obviously with, with put aside the number 25 BMW that's had the, the issues earlier on all the GTP cars right on top of each other on the lead lap it's fantastic but Colin Brown opened up a gap of 1.7 seconds uh, to Matthew Jamini. Matthew actually brought half a second down of that gap last time around so the French star um, relatively inexperienced in prototype machinery an absolute demon in GT machinery won the GTD Pro class last year here at the Rolex 24 in the most dramatic circumstances if you've not seen it well wait wait until Monday and watch it on the, uh, the, the MZ YouTube channel because it's one of the finest finishes to a motor race ever yeah uh, that car was uh, looking pretty pristine um, until uh, those last couple of hours. <laughs> there was a bit of paint that got changed. Uh, at Imza Radio, if you want to get in touch with us, 20 and a half hours still to go. John Hindoff and uh, Peter Mackay on the fifth floor. Jeremy's going to uh, step away for a moment and uh, grab a bite and uh, a bit of a pit stop. He's glued to his lap charts as well. I, this is a, I, it's an, um, I don't know which I'm in awe of more. These incredible drivers or Jeremy doing his lap charts. My brain just could not work that quickly, uh, I'm, I'm afraid, uh, as, as well. Gap again as it comes and goes through traffic at the front of the field. Colin Brown opened up now back to 2.2 seconds. So the half of a second that Jamini took, Braun, uh, Colin Brown is just taking it straight back again. Now... The Aero Motorsport car is still at the front. They've only got a few laps to serve their penalty, four laps to serve their penalty. They can't be far away from that now. So, well, and, and, and uh, the uh, high-class car as well. Uh, that's definitely... Oh, they've just come and gone. Yeah. yeah, they've just served it in the nick of time. I guess four laps gives you... Is that enough time for an argument? I guess it was. It is. <laughs> Three times across start-finish before you've got to answer the penalty. Otherwise, yeah. it will... Uh, mean that you get additional sanction applied to it. Like Collins a, like pulled out to 2.2 seconds and has stabilised at the moment from Matthew Jaminer 36.9 last time around 37.4 for the chasing Porsche Interestingly, the Acuras are the only cars to break into the 35s in this race so far. Uh, 35-6 as the Era Motorsport car comes in to serve that 3-minute and 20-second stop penalty. Give the library book, you can read a couple uh, of chapters absolutely. while he's sitting there. Well, Dwight Merriman, he can maybe, uh, maybe check his stocks ticker. He's, he works in the uh, financial industry as an, an entrepreneur investor. And, uh, yeah, he might be able to get a little bit. Maybe he's got a ticker in the car telling him how, he's, how the stocks and shares are going. But uh, is, uh, that's a shame for the Era Motorsport team. But they'll fight back. They'll fight back for sure. Uh, and, of course, by the, in that uh, improper wave by procedure, of course, they did, there was a gain. And this is why the penalty is as punitive as it is. Of course, all penalties are served right at the end of the pit lane. There's a penalty box where the teams have to drive along, stop there under the supervision of the IMSA officials. You stand there with a handy stopwatch, make sure that the penalty has been served uh, in full. So, in it's incredible in GTD the mixture between the GTD cars with the green number boards on them and the red uh, number boarded cars of the GTD Pro is completely mixed up uh, between them. Uh, we've seen 
three out of the four practice sessions, a GTD car was top of all of the overall GTD cars, including the pros. So quite amazing. One thing that stood out to me is the Corvette have been quite quiet all week, just generally going about their business, but they've really surged to the front here in this race. A great starting stint from Antonio Garcia and his teammate Jordan Taylor coming in now and up into second position in all the GTDs, top of the class as well. So, number 31, Alexander Sims, just on the fight of the podium. Fourth in just, out, just outside the podium positions at the moment as the port is in a great battle with the Porsche. Number 963 in the car, number seven, has just gone by Alexander Sims once again. So Campbell and Sims are trading positions back and forward. Again, Matt Campbell, an incredible driver, will never forget his pass to win the Bathurst 12 hour in 2019. Quite inexperienced in, in prototype machinery, you'd never know. Those Porsches have been pretty good since the restart. Uh, chatted with Mathieu Jaminet early on. He thinks the cars will come to life uh, in the evening hours. They haven't done enough, they believe, time on the low temperature tyres, but they feel that the night time is the right time for the 963, and certainly they're picking up pace at the moment as they uh, head into the darkness hours. It is, uh, what, 40 minutes or so for official sunset, and then, of course, 7 o'clock is when we can start thinking about putting those low temperature tyres on. Seven tonight till eight o'clock tomorrow morning. Uh, sun up uh, is 7.14 in the morning. The Aero Motorsport machine still sitting there, soaking up that three minutes and 20 seconds. It'll feel like an hour down at the end of pit lane. There's the gate, the lap is cut, the gap is coming down at the front of the field, 1.1 seconds between the Meyerschank Acura of Colin Brown and Mathieu Jamini, who gets a little bit of traffic as they come into the braking zone for turn one, and it's down to eight tenths of a second now. So Jamini is on the move for Penske Porsche Motorsport as well, but whoa, he can maybe, he looks like he's catching Colin Brown, but to be able to pass him, that's going to be another matter as well. Top class GTP racing at its best here. Well, this is setting the standard, isn't it, in this first GTP race. Traffic on the infield for Colin Brown. A couple of Lamborghinis he's had to deal with there. Ooh, doesn't quite get the line through the Western horseshoe, but the fortunate thing for him was that behind him, Matt Campbell had exactly the same problem uh, with the blue Lamborghini that he'd gone past two corners before. Now heading out onto the high banks and... Does the Porsche get a clean run? Not bad. Just had to pinch it down a little bit for the second of those Lamborghinis. Now the Porsche gets the run. Seems to run much higher than the other GTP cars, even when it's sitting on its own. The leader into the braking area, down towards the Le Mans chicane. This feels significant to me, Peter. It feels like we're seeing something now that we've not seen in the first couple or three hours of the race where people are beginning to pick up. They must feel confident that the cars and the pace of the cars can go a bit quicker. We're down into the 36s and the high 37s. We were running 38s and 39s earlier on. The track is cooling down to 73 Fahrenheit, which is 23 Celsius. That's come down quite a lot from the start of the race 
as the leaders once again complete the lap down into turn one another huge amount of traffic and this time it's the Porsche that loses out and in fact is being closed down on by its teammate the two Porsches now with the uh, Acura number 10 in between them oh they're all together yes they are yes yeah. so and Matt Campbell is caught onto the back of Louis Delatraz in, in the in fact, number the, 10 Konica Minolta he's gone by he's gone by he's gone uh, by Campbell uh, okay um so Masha Jamini though right there as well Brown just got a little bit of a better run through traffic he opened the gap back up to 1.5 seconds it's going to be quite a bit more I sorry think. he's gone past Delatraz uh, yes yes exactly so yeah, brilliant, uh, brilliant stuff. Got the front, yeah, <laughs> brilliant stuff. Extraordinary brilliant stuff. stuff. So, second place there, changed twice in half a lap. Delatraz had got by the number six car, and the number seven almost made it, going into the international horseshoe, and then the positions swapped back round again as they're going on to the high banks. Well, in the, in the GTD category, <laughs> it's equally uh, equally exciting. We've got uh, a GTD car with the green number board. Roman Angelis leads all of the GTD cars with the GTD Pro leader, Jordan Taylor, for Corvette Racing. They've announced their brand-new GT3 car, which will compete in competition uh, in 2024 for the first time as well. Uh, but their current CAR uh, pegged back from a GTE spec, but phew, it's, a, it's a proper machine, that. Lots of work going on to get that 57 Winwood car on the grid. Uh, what they haven't got on that car is any headlights at the front. There's the blue marker oh. lights. And, oh, as, uh, no, they haven't. I thought they'd just gone on there. You must have at least one headlight and one tail light. They've got marker lights on the front. Now, what I haven't, I'm going to have to have a closer look at that and see if they're just blue-coloured headlamp covers, but I don't think they are. No. So we'll have to keep it. There's none at the back either. That. There's, no, there's uh, no tail lights either. Let's have a look to see if the tail um, lights are on. No, they're not on the front. Uh, it's yeah, yellow. It's just, it's just the blue lights in the lower grille no. of that car. So you would think they'd be on by now. Is that yes? It's only 25 past five here local time at Daytona, but the, it has been. There's been a cloud cover sort of creeping over all day, so uh, the visibility is coming coming a little that, bit less. And that is third place in GTD for Daniel Morad. Yes. And maybe he just hasn't flicked the switch. Maybe. So no, but somebody needs. He to is get Canadian. He's used to being uh, in the dark. Maybe. It'll be fine. Know. It'll be fine. <laughs> Oh, change in the GTPs, the number seven. Uh, Matt Campbell goes past Delatraz again as they come into the Le Mans chicane as well. So now it's Porsches two and three. So Delatraz no, no. is back. No, there's two Porsches, John, two, second and third. Masha Jamini followed by uh, the number seven uh, of Matt Campbell. As they come and, around, and the, then it's the, uh, the, the 31 Cadillac, the other red-fronted yes. car that's yes. coming up next. Those very distinctive light signatures at the front of the Porsches, which go to uh, purple for one of the cars and blue for the other when uh, they come into the pit lane. Corvette goes into the lead. Uh, car number three, Jordan Taylor, then leading in GTD Pro, leading all the GTD cars. Roman De Angelis, though, still leads his class, of course, reigning. Uh, champion as well, such a strong driver lineup there uh, in that harder racing car, car 27 and of course they've got their pro car, car 23 just a few positions back with Alex Riberas at the wheel of the Spaniard uh, Don't forget the big story early on was the loss of the BMW M hybrid V8 Conor de Philippe completed just 39 laps before it went into the pit lane with hybrid problems, now that car has rejoined uh, but 
uh, is has now uh, has now just completed 39 laps. The leader is on 121, so they're the better part of 100 laps behind on the circuit. But learning, yeah, learning. Uh, that was a big strip down that had all the bodywork off. They were taking some internal components out of the side pods, uh, depending on which car it is. Some of the uh, hybrid battery components and uh, converters are in there. Porsche have got a very clever asymmetric design that Multimatic put together. And uh, balancing the car out side to side. Great, uh, great thanks to, to jo Johnny Palmer in the in the studio. Joe Barbosa is charging in LMP3. He's hit the front in the number 33 Sean Creech Motorsport uh, car. So Joe into the lead of that class by... 5.4 seconds at the moment from Jarrett Andretti's machine. Joe's a four-time winner of this uh, race, including back in 2003, where he won in class in a Mosler. Remember them, the Moslers. Um, so he's had a long and illustrious career, uh, has Joe, and it's great to see him. Um, I saw him leaving breakfast this morning. He's got some very colourful race boots as well. So it's uh, very jazzy, uh, lots of colours all over them as well. So uh, great to have Joe uh, still in the paddock and he's not lost any speed whatsoever. Leader in LMP2 is the car number 35, TDS Racing. Uh, Josh Pearson leading by just three tenths of a second from Scott Huffaker in the other TDS car, number 11. So it's going really well for TDS at the moment. The 35 is the red car with the light yellow accents. Uh, so red on the top, yellow on the bottom. The 35 car, excuse me, the number 11 car is the highlighter yellow on top and red on the bottom. But TDS Racing, slightly different look this year. They ran the... Did they, they ran the, the Racing Team Netherlands car, I, yes, they did, um, but uh, not, not here this year. Um, and, uh, yeah, TDS showing just how, how good an operation they are. Some great drivers in those cars. Well, they've got a lot of history yeah. uh, in running all kinds of things. Uh, LMPCs uh, originally and uh, P3s and P2s over in Europe. Good to see them back over here in the States, flying their trade, and at the moment bossing things with Josh Pearson and Scott Hall-Huffick. Uh, uh, Josh, going back to United, of course, uh, later in the year to continue running with uh, Richard Dean and Zach Brown's team. They are, uh, they, it's, uh, they are quite an operation, aren't they? I'm surprised we haven't seen them paired up with a, a manufacturer for a GTP yet. I think the key time. word of that sentence is yet. Um, I, I don't have any information of to anything, but I, I can imagine that it can only be a matter of time before they're paired up with a, a top manufacturer. Because the way look at this, just look at their record over the last few years, the amount of achievement that they've they've had, and to have somebody like Josh on board, it's just 16 years old. He raced last year as a 15-year-old on special dispensation with PR1. So great to see him back and uh, leading the race at this point. Daniel Morad must have heard us on 107.9. Turn He's your lights fine. on. <laughs> he. Uh, he um, he found the light switch on the 57 car, and that they are on uh, right now. I don't think it was a dispensation, actually, Peter. Peter. Oh, was uh, it not? Oh, no. My apologies. I thought it, it was a special permission. Yeah, no, they, they actually got his birthday wrong. They got his date of birth wrong. You're joking? No. Oh, no. okay. <laughs> right. It was an administrative oh, my, mistake. My, right. My, mis my, my mistake. I do apologise, Josh. And, uh, he's at the, the right age of, of, of 16. Uh, hello to Dario Franchitti tuned in. Um, and he's just tweeted the perfect two-car garage. He's got a, a red Porsche Carrera GT and a, 
think it's a blue Lancia Delta Integrale. He's a Boris Joffe, yes. Uh, what I, a collection he has. dark grey. Is it dark grey? I can't, I can't remember. A, yes. Um, I've actually seen him running around in Scotland in that red Carrera GT, GT before. Um, very jealous. Very, very jealous. But great to have him tuned in. Of course, a driver who's a lot of experience at, at this race as well. And I, I don't think there's any prizes for guessing who he's cheering for with his affiliation to Chip Ganassi Racing. And there are uh, three cars that are, uh, two cars, excuse me, that are running in the race. Interesting to see Darius down, Darius just down to two cars. I presume he's still I doubt has that some very much. Uh, Has he not got a singer? He's got a. Uh, well, he just ordered. He, I think I, he recently took I'll, delivery of a singer. I'll, I want to know if he's still got his motor house. Uh, he had an AMG C63 that he didn't want to get rid of and used as his daily driver for very many years. Uh, Joe Bradley is in the pit lane. Good evening to Joe, who is down at the. Now I'm going to give them their full title here. Wayne Taylor Racing with Andretti Autosport. That's been a bit of a change since the last time we raced. Uh, in IMSA competition, what hasn't changed is that the man at the top, the man at the top of the stairs, is still Wayne Taylor. Yeah, what a collaboration, eh? There wasn't already a powerhouse win. Um, I kind of like what we're seeing so far from GTP. What's your thoughts? Yeah, very impressed, to be honest. Um, I didn't expect to get to four hours with so little dramas. And if you think if you take the top, uh, well, eight cars, separated by very, very little, and um, Looks like there was one car that had a problem, but I think everybody else, I was expecting most cars to be sitting in pit lane or maybe back in the garage by now. So I think everybody's done their homework. Um, all the manufacturers done a good job. And um, pretty amazing. I hope this carries on like this. Um, we're not really pushing the car that hard. Um, uh, just trying to stay in, you know, on the lead lap figuring out stuff that's going on with uh, tire degradation and stuff like that and obviously we got uh, two new drivers here and we got them in the car and we're going to put Philip back in the car now. Is, is that why we're seeing an increase in pace win because people are becoming confident and they can eat a little bit more? Yeah I think so I think I think everybody got more confident with the cars and got more confident with uh, some of the stuff that's out of our control. There is still stuff out of our control we don't know but so far, so good, and um, looks like everybody's done a good job. Uh, what's the uh, what's the element and the factors that and the considerations for the low temperature, softer tyre for later on this uh, when we get into the small hours? Yeah, it's going to be very interesting because it's the first time we've been at Daytona for many many years, where we have two two different tyres, one for the night, one for the day. Um, I know the tyres are pretty good. But I, I do know also from the drivers that uh, if it does get cold, it's extremely cold on the outlap and stuff. And the, your outlap and inlap nowadays is, is probably the two most important laps of the race. So we've got to look at pressures and stuff. And quite honestly, it's a, it's a real thing to say, but we're still testing. Do you know, do you know enough about the tyre to make those decisions? No, I don't think we do yet. <laughs> I can tell by the the the, uh, the, the pause. I, I need to be politically correct, but I, I'm not sure that we're 100% sure yet because it's so related to pressure, so related to tighter. I mean, to temperature. I just don't think we we are 100% on top of what's going to happen. Thanks for it. No doubt we'll talk to Win Taylor later, John. We always do. Oh yeah, great stuff, mate. Well done, uh, and thank you to Win Taylor as ever for being. Uh, oh. as open and honest huge moment 
for the leader of the race, Colin Brown, who's trying to get round some of the slower traffic. Well, I, I use that uh, advisedly, and the traffic and the pace of Mathieu Jamenez allowed that number six Porsche to close up into a challenging position. Top three now within a second and a half, top four within two seconds, top five within four seconds. And we've not just come off a caution. This is racing to this. The Porsches seemingly seemingly coming alive at this 16 laps since we went green after the, I think, fourth intervention of one of our safety cars. As we're live from trackside, six minutes to go to the end of another hour. We'll give you a VP Racing Stay Frosty update at that time as we will have completed four hours of the race. And there's a milestone, one of our Porsche keys to the race, the milestones, four hours into the race. And we can fix it, we said, adapt to survive. Well, Team RLL have done that with one of their cars. The tyres, certainly the low temperature tyres, which they can only use between 7 and 8 p.m. and 8 a.m., they can use the standard tyres, the high temperature tyres, anytime. But the 12 sets of SLT Michelin slicks can only be used from 7 to 8 tomorrow oh, block, morning. Up, oh, and there's a big for mistake for Colin Brown. He's locked up and he's almost lost the lead again under braking. This time at the western end of the infield at the horseshoe there. These cars really difficult to stop and we've got all four of the leaders line astern now as they go onto the banking. Now let's see how strong this Acura is because it does seem to punch out of the corners better than anyone else and it does seem to see to say that it is quick in a straight line, even when there's a draft behind it. And here comes the, the second of the Acuras, Louis Delatraz. That car is super quick in a straight line and even quicker in the draft. The Acuras are strong here. There was he punched out of that corner. How they're using their hybrid might be different. We've heard a number of people saying that the cars make their lap times in different ways, Peter, but it was visual there. You could absolutely see Delatraz. It was almost like he had a, a different gear. Somebody had put him on fast forward the way he punched out of turn six onto the high banks. I think it, I think it also shows how well these GTP cars are racing. Uh, as in a collectively as a class because Delatraz was able to pick up a really good slipstream from the back of that number seven Porsche of Matt Campbell and that he got a really good run, timed the slipstream well and made the run and they've got with that little mistake there from Colin Brown uh, they've, the field's really bunched up a little bit more I mean, they, Brown and Jaminet uh, have just been spellbinding, just by battling through traffic, not taking crazy risks looking just so decisive and firm but without uh, taking crazy chances as well. It's really impressive to, to watch here at the, the Rolex, the 61st Rolex 24-hour at Daytona. But as Wayne Taylor says, just keeping on that lead lap, keeping in the fight, his guys are there right there in third and keeping an eye on all this as well. It, it, oh, was, right, it wow. was right at the end of the retardation event that, that the left front just 
just snagged on Colin there. Ah. And, and I remember he was he was passing another car, but yep. he was still kind of on the racing line. But the, the thing that I've got to keep reminding myself that the brake by wire is only brake by wire on the rear wheels. That's the bit that the hybrid is activating as well. They can do some clever bits and pieces with that. The front wheels, the front wheels are still on a pressurized system with friction brakes. So they're not they're not controlled as easily. The slip angle, this the slip control is is not there on the front as it is on the rear. You're not allowed ABS on these cars, and that's why I'm speaking very carefully. You're not allowed ABS. But ABS, and we had a change of lead there for about 10 yards. But Brown again punching off the corners. Just finish this thought. You're not allowed ABS on these hybrid cars, same as you're not in in LMH, and you haven't been in the top class of WEC either for quite some time. However, ABS is defined as, as something as quite specific with the switch, an on-off switch. What you can do, what you can do, is program your electric motor to assist with slowing down and that can help stop the wheels locking i'm trying to be very diplomatic there because i'm not suggesting that anyone is outside the rules but no. toyota have done it for years in a very sophisticated way um, with lmp1h and i'm pretty certain they're doing exactly the same thing with the tso 50 so that th there is precedent for what that's going on the thing is that when you don't have the four-wheel drive, that's only working on one axle. So what we're seeing is fronts locking up at crucial times when the drivers are losing the downforce in the last part of the braking event before they turn into the corners. And that's why we've seen Ricky Taylor in this race already run, run long twice in, in turn one. Turn three and turn five and turn one is where it's happening. Top two in LMP2 in the pits, Peter. Yeah, yeah, the uh, number 11 and the number 35 TDS racing cars in for their pit stop as well. Also the number 55 Proton competition, the LMP2 as well. The number 11 TDS racing car, this different to the sister car, has done fuel tires and driver change. Scott Huffaker out, and it was uh, Mikkel Jensen who jumped aboard. Josh Pearson brought that car in and out, no fuel, just to clean the windshield, a lot of fuel. And then they also did something different. The lights to identify the car for the spotters on the roof have to be integrated into the car. They were not functioning. On the number 35, a mechanic came over, unscrewed the top, made sure that the purple would flicker onto life when they wanted it to, and then screwed it back down. So they lost a couple of seconds there on a slower stop, but it was necessary for their spotter throughout the night. Shea Adam down in the pit lane. That's a, another race hour completed. So four hours of the race completed. Let's take a VP racing in-race update. Brilliant battle at the front of the field. Now the two Acuras have established themselves-ish at the front of the field. It is the 60 MSR car from the number 10, Conington Minolta in second by about 1.4 seconds. The two Porsches sitting line astern six. Uh, number six from number seven, Jaminier from Campbell. Uh, they're eight tenths away from the leader and half a second between them. Then it's the three Cadillacs. 31, Alex Sims. 
Scott Dixon in the 0-1, Richard Westbrook in the 0-2. Uh, they start at four seconds away from the leader, but right on the tail of the Porsches. And Mark Fitman, seven seconds further back. Pace picking up on that number 24 BMW in this stint. We've just had stops at the front of the LMP2 field. The two TDS cars came in uh, from the front of the field. Right now, it's George Curtis leading uh, in the 0-4. That is the CrowdStrike Racing machine. The Josh Pearson 35 car should go back through and take its position there in a little bit of flux at the moment because of the pit stop. So we'll jump to LMP3. Jarrett Andretti uh, is uh, in second place, but uh, it is the Sean Crease Motorsport, the number 33 car, the Stars and Stripes, that leads uh, by a decent margin, about seven seconds at the moment. Daniel Frost in the number 43 in third position for MRS GT Racing. GTDs, it's the Corvette that leads uh, with, in second place, the GTD, oh, that's a GT Pro car, of course, then the GTD cars in second position in GTD, leading their class. 32 is the Court-Off car with Kenton Cook, Daniel Morad in the rebuilt 57 Winwood car, uh, and Roman De Angelis in the 27 Aston Martin from Heart of Racing. The second of the GTD Pros is next up in what is effectively fifth position of GTD. Uh, and that is the number 23 heart of race in Aston. Third in the class, another two positions further back is Andrea Caldarelli uh, in the number 63 Lamborghini. And that is the Iron Lynx car. That's how it stands with uh, 132 laps completed at the front of the field. It is Colin Brown who leads the second of the Acuras by not very much at all, just on a second. And whilst we were doing that VP racing update, Matt Campbell in the number seven Porsche has gone past his team bit. In race updates from VP Racing Fuels, the official coolant of IMSA is Stay Frosty. There's one for your car. Check it out on the VP Racing Fuels website.